welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. Well, but also with more enthusiasm. Okay. Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles. I am your host, Jess. But also not that fake. I'm Ronnie. And boy, oh boy, we are finally... This is not fake, what I'm about to say right now. I am fucking hyped. We made it back. Here we are. I don't know about you, but the past year... I guess it's been a year now. Um, it's flown by, but it's also taken forever to get here. Yeah, I think I did a pretty good job of like just clearing my mind of it, trying not to think too much about it. So I was able to get through it, but these past few weeks have been rough. I've been ready, yeah, especially rewatching the mm-hmm. last, you know, the last part, and then also this past week I have been listening to the tunes. Let me tell you. But you know, for a lot of people, let me say this. These are the good times. Look around and notice that you're in the good times before they're gone. Yep. All right, because it's going to go by in the blink of an eye. We got to eat it up. So we got to just squeeze every bit of pleasure we can out of it. Mm -hmm. Don't say that again. Yeah. (laughs) We do. I thought about not saying it, but then I said to myself, what if I just said it? And then I didn't think you were going to say anything about it, but then you did. And I'm glad you did. To me, this is like endless supply of honey buns right now. That's what I feel like. I'm just so excited. Yeah. I don't think I've felt like this since the birth of my sister. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't even remember it. Well, you were, like, you were two, right? I was two, so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember it. So I, I, I mean, to me, back. it feels like any time I've squeezed the pleasure out of myself. That's what it feels oh, like. God. But let's get into this. So, episode 76. What did, you, what did you think about that number right there? Oh, that number 76? It's more than 75. That much I know. Less than 77. And did you say the name of the episode? I haven't yet. I just, for me, for some reason, when I read episode number 76, mm-hmm. it feels like less than I've seen. And we should say this too, all right? Last time when we started season four, we got a lot of new traction coming in, a lot of new traffic, different people. Couple things. If you're not the type of person who wants to hear us break down the episode numbers and how it makes us feel, probably not the podcast for you. If you're easily to moderately offended, also probably yeah. not the podcast for you. We'll say that up top, spare you some time. Ronnie says some things. But at the same time, st- hang around. Maybe you'll fall in love with us or maybe you'll come to hate yep. us. Speaking of that, the title of the episode is called Judgment. Uh, and you can judge us. Yep. But just don't judge us too hard. And we'll keep moving forward no matter what. So we pick up on the cliffhanger bombshell. Well, can you ask me what I thought of the episode? What'd you As think a whole? about it? Oh, uh, yeah. That, uh, it's, that's probably a better question than asking what you thought about the number 76. I thought that's what you were going to do, and then you asked me how I felt about the number 76, which was... <laughs> but the point I was trying to make is, we've come a long way. 76 is a lot of episodes. Okay. But I feel I've seen the show so many times uh-huh. at this point that that feels like a small, insignificant right. number. Yeah. So you you weren't happy with yourself that you did open up with what I thought of seventy six and then tried to go into the episode, and then I brought up asked me how I felt about the episode as a whole, and so in turn you said that would have been a good question, but I got something else <laughs> on the number seventy six. So let me go back to that real quick. Yes. So now where are we at? So now. What did you think about the episode? Okay, yeah. 
I thought it was a great start. You know, I wasn't sure if we were going to be jumping right into it. And we kind of talked about it in the preview. But we sure did. Pretty much picked up where we left off on both the cliffhangers of last season. And yeah. they fucking brought it with the animation. They did. They, uh, you could tell from the very first fight scene that, oh shit, this, this, is, uh, this is smoother and this is going to be epic. That's what I instantly thought of. But we start on a not-so-epic situation where we see our boy Levi. We see the aftermath of the explosion with Zeke and Levi. This is something that I really did want right off because, you know, the last episode we saw Zeke go into the belly of a Titan, but we didn't see anything on Levi. Like, yeah. not a single thing. When by This is a terrible way to start the podcast, actually, because as far as all this going on with Levi... I'm pretty much absolutely speechless. Um, we'd already discussed it in the preview, and I thought that he would be damaged, but this has got me questioning everything. Yeah, he, oh, he's damaged. And by damaged, I mean he's dead. <laughs> it's not um, looking good. It, you know, if you thought uh, I was going to take this laying down, though, you're wrong. I am about to theorize my ass off until I find a way that I can make okay. in my head that he lives until he's buried. Well, what really got me is, when, you know, we obviously we watch the episode, we get our initial reaction, and then we watch it again, take notes, and that's what, how we do, do the podcast. The second time watching it, I, I paused it, you brought up a point that I did not notice the first time. We get a close-up. The very first thing we see is a close-up of his fingers blown yeah, off. A couple loose phalanges. Yes. We've got a philanthropist over here. And it's not looking good for him, man. There's, I think it's either two or three fingers that are on the, uh, sorry, phalanges that are on the trigger of his ODM gear, mm-hmm. the little handle, and it's still attached to the. It's basically oh. attached to it still, which is just not good. Oh. Um, but yeah, Hanji looks devastated. This made me really sad. The look she gives him, where it just shows her face, made me just so upset. It was like about one-tenth of a second of joy seeing Hanji, and then I was just sad because I knew what she was looking at. And just by the way she looked, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, the one-eyed wonder. She looks directly at Levi's face, and we get a close-up of him. He's got a gash on his face that runs through his right eye. I'm assuming his right eye is not going to work again if he's alive. And I still am questioning that, but... uh. And then we get a, a look at the flock squad, and well, the flock squawk. Don't call flock it squad. squad. Sorry, yeah. flock squawk. And we see the pregnant Titan is what I'm going to call this thing because it has a baby in it, and the baby's Zeke. Yeah. And it's just laying there still, which I was that's I was really shocked by that. I thought the Titan was going to put when it put Zeke in its belly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to run off, but no, it did not. Right, because in our experience, most of the time something rips open its belly, puts something in it. They're gonna run off. They're not yep. gonna stay right there. But it did. And, and I'll it tell was you something. Steamy. If I implanted my seed into a lady and she had something growing inside her, I guarantee you she runs off. I am not gonna be a good father. Okay. One of the flock squawk members, which I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. He pissed me off with this. He goes, "Let me put a bullet in him." Yeah. Didn't even want to, and what do you say about that guy? Is he trying to be noble? 
Yeah, yeah, he is. He's trying to be an, a noble asshole who's like, oh, well, let's make sure he's dead. He's our only threat. Because then we get Flock saying, what was the exact quote? He was like, oh, wow, our biggest threat is now severely damaged. It's pretty much what he said at the beginning. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I might not have caught that part. I just know that he was like, oh, I can check blood or uh, pulses as well. Yeah, Hanji instantly says when that guy talks about putting a bullet in him, Hanji's like, no, he died on impact. The shrapnel shredded his face, which there was shrapnel in his face. Yeah, and this is me, you know, this is my theorization. Hanji's just saying he's dead right away to try and stop Flock from becoming Dr. Flock and checking a pulse. Yeah. We don't want him anywhere near the body. She's shielding him with her own body. Like, don't look at him too much. Well, let's not call him Dr. Flock. I called him Nurse Flock. I don't give him the doctor status. Well, it's just he had, I agree. I don't think you're right. I think if he, you know, completed any sort of medical school, it was on a nurse practitioner level. Mm -hmm. But he was so cocky in saying that he could also check pulses that I think if you asked him, he'd be like, yes, Doc Flock. Doc Flock. Oh, Doc Flock, that's a cock. But yeah, I mean, he did try to act like he was uh, very smart with that. It's like, dude, all you do is just put your fingers on his wrist. Mm-hmm. It's not... You a wrist guy? I'm not at all. I've told you this before. I think I mentioned on the pod. I am not a fan of checking and feeling my own pulse. Yeah. Not so a fan. you just never do it. it same with like when you put the... Uh, when I, you do the blood pressure on yeah. your arm and you feel your heart beating inside of your arm. Mm-hmm. God, that makes my stomach turn. Yeah, that's not weird. I mean, you hate any signs of life is basically what you're saying. I'm the kind of guy, I like to go right through the neck in that okay. spot. Um, I don't know why. Just Well, you're, you're pretty right. He probably has to do it on the neck because I think Levi's wrists mm-hmm. are blown up. Yeah. So. But yeah, Hanji, like you said, she's not letting him even get a close look. She's not turning around or any. It's not like she's actively avoiding it, but she's basically shielding him when one of the other flock squawk cocks says, oh my God, flock, look over here. And then we get the pregnant Titan sucking up steam. Yeah, it's a vacuum of steam. It's a vacuum of steam. And Hanji's like, I'm calling this Titan the Hoodvent Titan. <laughs> the Hoodvent Titan. And then that's when Hanji's like, no, that's... That Titan is not dead. Titans do not suck up steam when they die. She's like, I trust me, I've studied thousands of Titans. Mm-hmm. That does not happen. And as they're taking a look at it, she hops in the river with Levi. And while she hops in the river, they try shooting at the water, you know, catch a catch a bullet in her. My theory is one of the bullets hit Hanji. I mean, they definitely littered the river with yeah. some bullets, so it would not be surprising. Um, now keep in mind, I will say these guys are part of the Paradise military and as we'll see later, they are not that good about (laughs) what they do. So I also would not be surprised if she is completely fine. Well, yeah, we saw flock try to shoot, uh, commander Sadie's or not commander Sadie's Keith Sadie's might as well be commander. Sadie. might as well be Lord overlord Keith Sadie's and he missed him. He missed his foot while he was standing still, so... Missed him this episode. Oh, we're going to get him soon. <laughs> but yeah, what's all, the cool thing about this, though, is the river is very rapid right now because, as we just saw, it was raining, so... It is a rapid river. But then, it very strangely, you know, perfect coincidence timing, stops raining, 
the sun is peeking through the clouds uh, while the Titan starts to vanish. So we get it to, you know, finally disintegrate, whatever the Titans do. Exactly. Evaporate. Becoming bones. We then have a butt-ass naked Zeke Yeager Mm -hmm. flopping out, looking like a god reborn, is what I called it there. Everyone is staring at his cock. Yeah, that's exactly my note here. Zeke is reborn. Flock is like, wow, nice flaccid cock, bro. You think it's flaccid right now? Well, yeah, I think it's probably flaccid at the moment. Okay. Well, yeah, I I love how he just stands up. (laughs) It really does look like, in all seriousness... It looks like they're all staring at his cock. It's what it looks like. You know, you you could be mad at us saying, no, they're just like amazed that he came out. Uh, I mean, they've seen people exit Titans before, even though this is a little remix of what they usually see. They're looking at his body. <laughs> okay. They are. And, uh, you know, as Hanji and them. And I was too. <laughs> he does have a nice bosom. And by bosom, I mean butt. Keeping it this- tight. Keeping it tight. So Hanji, as she's floating down the river, like you said, they're shooting at her, and Zeke, with the biggest I-don't-give-a-fuck look in his face, watches them float away. Like, he's like, oh, they're no no problem now, is how I took that. Is Who'd you say was taking that? Not a problem? Zeke. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, watches them go, and he's just like, whatever. Because I was paying attention to Flock. He didn't pay it any mind either. Like, oh, shit. He was, like, so bewildered by just Zeke being there. Mm-hmm. Which and I thought was interesting because I thought he was like an Aaron guy, but he's pretty, he's got a little bit of Yelena in him too right here, um, looking at Zeke. Well, did you see the way he came out of that? That boy I did. Looking. I did. Well, also too, I guess Flock's thinking, Aaron can't do anything unless Zeke's there, so. But Flock, you know, he asks Zeke what happened, and Zeke's like, I have no clue. <laughs> And he's very confused. He said he was in a strange place where we then get a look in the paths. 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 As a girl, he says, a strange girl was sculpting his body out of soil. And we see that it's basically when he was blown in half, it's everything from like the pectoral down. Mm-hmm. So she's sculpting Which his. Which we saw last season, how like. It was literally, that's what was left of him. Mm-hmm. She was sculpting his body, and Zeke goes, could it have been the paths? Which, but it, of course, it was. Yeah, which, of course, it was. And then that's when we we discussed it. It's got to be Ymir, right? Yeah, that was because we had mentioned this. Um, we see a flash of this girl last season, I had the question in our review, our preview, who is this? You had seen the trailer. You like, you said, I think it's pretty obvious if you see the trailer. And then even when I saw her, I was still kind of like, well, is it obvious? And I was kind of thinking what you said, which ultimately was, it's, you know, Ymir of subjects of Ymir. Yeah. Yeah, if you think, if you look at it that way, I, even like the old textbooks say that Ymir is a god, mm-hmm. and she's essentially making the body of Zeke as a like a god would, pretty much. So it's, but that was baffling. That was seeing that scene of her forming his body of soil was just crazy. And if that is her, I mean, I've got a bit of a bone to pick whether she is problematic. It's wrong for her to be molding her subjects into unrealistic male specimens such as Zeke. 
give him a bit of that Ronnie Honeybun gut. Yeah, and they don't show it, but there is no way she didn't make her his dick bigger than Dinah initially did. Like, well, she hadn't gotten yeah. to that part of the sculpting yet, but she was taking some liberties. I 100% agree, especially the way the flock cock squawk looked. They all saw that massive, that massive thing down there. And, uh, you know, he's already got a lot of other stuff going for him. We don't have to make him just absolutely shredded and the, to the gills. Yeah. And if you think about it this way, it's even more awkward because he's technically a descendant of her. Well, and Zeke said it. He was like, it felt like I was there for a lifetime. And it was because she was taking her sweet ass time, <laughs> making sure everything was just perfect. Yeah, he said it felt like I was there for a lifetime, but also like it was an instant. Mm-hmm. So that's another cool little Easter egg, I feel like, that's going to be important. Zeke then says that the 30 scouts are gone to flock. He said, no one here will now get in our way. And he said, let's go. And then he says to himself, all we can do is move forward. Right, Aaron? And uh, last night on the flock, he didn't have a jacket for Zeke. He didn't. Oh, that's a good point, man. Usually he likes carrying around jackets for shirtless dudes, you know, walking up to him. Didn't have one for Zeke, but he was right there waiting for Aaron. It'd be awesome if he just took off his pants and his underwear and just gave him his He's underwear. Like, here you go. But then that's when we go into oh boy. the best fucking intro <laughs> of any show. I'm not even saying of just Attack on Titan, of any show that I've seen. I'm a metalhead. Yeah. As soon as that came on, I looked at you and my cock got... One inch bigger. As soon as the screamo started, I was like, oh no, Chaz is going to be absolutely insufferable. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this whole thing fucking melted my brain, so it was <sighs> deserved. You, it's fine. That it you makes got. me want to headbang into oblivion. I felt like I was turning into a titan myself. I stood up and I started a mosh pit by myself in this basement. <laughs> I mean in this penthouse, sorry. But no, in all seriousness, the visuals were incredible. Um the young kids, the Titans of past. I mean, even my guy Bert snuck in there. And not did. even as the colossal, just as Bert himself. I was like, "All right, good for you, dude." Bertolto. But yeah, he snuck in there. We get the colossal Titans. And then to me, the coolest part of it was the very last scene that it gives you, and it's a colossal titan stepping on a butterfly. So that means everything's going to go very well. We go back, though, to the episode, and chaos ensues. We have Aaron transforming, you know, right where this is the end of last episode. Peak, Peak is with Gabby, you know, Porco's protecting them, and then we get all these soldiers start to parachute down from the sky. Colt then dies on impact. His parachute doesn't deploy. You know, we'd kind of touched once again this on the preview. Can't believe it actually happened. Rip Colt. Yeah, he thought he was going to be a huge player. One of our favorite characters in the show. But no, Peak then sticks up her hand after looking confused for a while, which thought this was part of her plan, but yeah. Don't know what was going on there. Maybe she was just surprised at how fast they were all coming down. I mean, you brought up a good point because Gabby was just screaming. Peek, peek. She said it like three or four times, and she was just had this blank stare until she finally was like, "Oh, yo, Porco, help me out here." Yeah, and Porco then cuts her arm off, and when he cuts it off, Gabby catches the arm, which is a little unnecessary. I like quick reflexes. That's a <laughs> she's got a ball player on her hands. <laughs> which, 
if you think about it, couldn't he have just cut the chain? No, 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 no. I love that Porco was like, you know, it. He didn't have the time to worry about that. That's he true. was dealing with a Mister Deviant Devil Man. You're right. This this guy is officially not Mister Friendly Nice Guy. Yeah. At all, he's a Mister Deviant Deviant Devil Man, and when he cuts it off, Peak then jumps off. I, you know, we've got so many moments in the show where Titan Shifters, they just like to jump off buildings uh-huh. and transform. And I'm so fucking here for it. So she jumps off, Porco attacks Aaron, and right off the bat, when he attacks him, the animation is just crisp as fuck. Right. It looks better than last part. And we get, I've, I had this thought too, Aaron does one of his yells, and do you think the people who drink Zeke's spinal fluid, hear Aaron yell, and just shit their pants. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, would you not just be on edge in that room? Anytime you heard someone yell, would you just be like, oh my god, this is it? Yeah. Any Anytime someone just slightly raised their voice, mm-hmm. I would be freaking out. And the fact that Aaron's yell is just a monstrous, loud-as-fuck noise, too. I, anytime he yells, I just get hyped. But yeah, Aaron, Porco attacks him, you know, puts a couple shots in and then just runs off, cause, which is the smart move to do. I like how Porco realized, I got to wait for, you know, we saw in Marley, he just attacked without mm-hmm. thinking and it fucked him over. He, he retreats and realizes that we need it. Reiner and Peek to get it in the fight. Yeah, he hops away. And then that's when Gabby hops in the mouth of Peek. And it's just funny as fuck seeing Peek's Titan without... Uh, attachments on yeah i just thought she just very looks naked yeah yeah so yeah she runs off and then aaron just thinks to himself he's like i can't believe marley would attack with such little info whatever so aaron's quickly. intentions are at this point he's feeling himself a little bit too much way too confident way yeah. too confident because yelena says Aaron, hop out of your Titan, go into the building with us, go underground, and escape with your Warhammer. Uh, this is bad. This is not looking good. Which, this is might be the one time I actually agree with her. Well, and, yeah. Because he's got a whole army coming at him and three Titans. It's him versus three Titans, and Zeke's not around. Mm-hmm. The Ackermans are not around. It's literally just him and a bunch of shitless flock squawk Jaegerists. I mean, just as Vanessa Carlton would say, he's making his way downtown, but the way he's doing it, I if I was just walking next to him, I would be getting there quicker than he is because he's taking half steps. So slow. Yeah. Give me a little energy, dude. Oh, yeah, this is some arrogant, cocky shit because what he does is he obviously just ignores what she says hops off the building and says, bring it on, Reiner. And he's just waiting to fuck his ass up. So yeah, he says, bring it on, Reiner, and then charges at him with ice in his veins, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do. His he arms... Is. He's very icy. His arm, Yeah, he, his arms are iced up. It looks like the... Uh, I guess it's a Warhammer upgrade, because he's got, like... He's got, like, knuckles on his forearms. They, they are... I put them in my notes as hardened ice gauntlets that's a great thing to say because i was gonna say because they're just always there he never you know 
Well, it just sounds better than what I was going to say because I did say it. I said knuckles on his forearms. Yeah, which was, just... I thought was terrible. I didn't like that at all, so I swooped. I was going to save uh, you know, the ice gauntlets for when I had something to say, but I decided to kind of give it to you there. Thank you. You're welcome. Start doing better. So he basically tackles Reiner and into a building, and then just the wind and the bil- all buildings around him are just being torn to shreds. I thought this was like compared to season the end of season three with mm-hmm. the buildings, way more shit is getting fucked up. I feel like I might be wrong. I don't. And this is just on the initial Aaron tackle, right? But Peak runs. She's running with Gabby in her mouth, and you know it looks pretty cute. I won't lie. Dangerous. You know, she's hanging out. You know, looking outside the window, also known as her mouth. Right there with the teeth going on, you know, if Peek were to sneeze, misstep, how many times did we see a double stuffed Oreo bite his tongue? You know, if Peek starts to say something, Gabby could be half a Gabby. Now, Peek's got a mouth on her, though. I feel like she can control Yeah, at one point we see the teeth, and what a nightmare for a dentist. Uh, She has (laughs) got some molars on her. She's got about a thousand teeth. I almost paused it to count, but then I was like, well, I'll save that for content down the road. You know, we got yeah. a lot to talk about here in this first episode. So she runs all the way to, to Magath and drops Gabby off, you know, right at his feet. And we get a very wholesome moment where he's not Magath anymore. Mm-hmm. He's Magath. Magath, Magath. Magath. Um, whatever you Theo. want to call him. He, Theo. How about Theo? I like the name Theo. Yeah, this was heartfelt. He hugs her tight as soon as he sees her. Not that utmost respect for Maggot. I'm sorry for calling you a maggot. I would give him a genuine salute. And then he, and then he says, he basically says, "Why did you go behind enemy lines? What are you thinking? You're 12." It's the classic like um, parent or guardian, big brother. However, you want to define this relationship. Of the first is this initial relief of, okay, she's okay. But then you get the, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, you idiot. It's the classic. I, I relate it to, like, a coach. A very scary football coach that mm-hmm. players are scared of. They think yeah. he's a dick. But then when it comes down to game time and they're in, you know, crucial situations, they see that he actually cares about Right. Them. Yeah, I gave you three forms of relationships, and you decided to uh, – Branch your own path and give me a fourth. That's fine. I'm not mad about it at yeah, all. Paths. Paths. So our favorite lad, Colt, he asks where Falco is. Colt, wait, Colt's alive? I thought, yeah. I had seen somebody die on impact. It was not Colt. Yeah. So his shoot opened up. All right. Okay. <laughs> One of the biggest shockers of the season, plot twist of the season is Sorry. Colt. We got that wrong. Sorry. And he asks about Falco. Uh, when she says that he's still in that building over there and he got some of Zeke's spinal fluid in his mouth. All right, I'll say it. He will frantically be running around asking people where Falco is for at least the next five episodes. Yes, he will. That's his specialty in this show. (laughs) Yelling Falco Uh and just running around in circles. Just being flustered. Yeah. Quietly thinking, so am I getting a Titan or not? So that you know, that's now that I think about it, he is very good at not. He I've never seen him kill anybody. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him shoot a gun or anything. Yeah, but he's very good at dodging bullets. And that's a 
you know, that's an important asset to have, just staying alive in mm-hmm. times like these. So good for Colt. Peek says that there are around 300 soldiers who drank the wine. and That's a lot of people who can appreciate yeah. a refined red. <laughs> Which makes sense, because she's probably been here for, what, you'd say a week, maybe? How long uh, has she been? Yeah, the time we know everything's taken place with you know less than a month, so she can't have been here long. But she was able to infiltrate, you know, the military. So, so yeah, she just knows that. I'm assuming, yeah, being with all the Jaegerists, that there's 300 people who drank the wine, and there's also 500 others in the area. But Zeke is nowhere to be seen. She hasn't seen him. And watch those 500 do absolutely nothing to help or contribute in any way. And she's saying this. While, which I thought this is crazy how she can do this, she's biting the parachute off of the cannon, but talking at the same time. I don't know if you noticed that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, she's got so many teeth that <laughs> she's got such a big mouth that multiple things can be taking place in that thing as she's working. What'd that mouth do? Also, that behind. Magath asks if they can use the founding Titan, but she says she doesn't know. Um, they haven't used it yet, so maybe Aaron's not under the right conditions to be able to use it. Gabby then finally thinks of something good to say. I'm not well. Mo- most of what Gabby has said since she has gotten to Paradise mm-hmm. has just been a lot of angry uh, yes. mutterings of Aaron, um, some concerns for Falco, and then a bunch of questions to peak and concerns. Yeah. So you're not wrong. But she then she gives good intel here, saying she heard on the airship Zeke say that we now have a founding or the founding Titan and a Titan with royal blood. And so they, you know, come to the conclusion that Zeke is a Titan with royal blood. And Magath realizes that they done fucked up giving that restorationist kid a Titan. So Peek says, "Well, if that's the case, then we can't let them come into contact." So. They haven't known about Zeke being a royal-blooded titan this entire time, and now they've kind of figured out that them coming together is how Aaron is going to use the founding. So now mm-hmm. they know the conditions that need to be met so they can kind of defend that. Because I, I was wondering how they would figure that out. That was one, kind of one of the things. I don't know if I, we mentioned that last podcast, but they figured it out pretty quick. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, with Gabby's help, they got to the bottom yeah. of it. Which I think they mentioned, too, oh, that must be why he has special powers. It all makes sense. So Because, I mean, Zeke just came right out and said before in meetings that he was worried that Colt wouldn't be able to inherit the full power yep. of the Beast Titan. So he was kind of telling on himself, which, looking back on it now, it's kind of interesting that he did that. So Magath says that uh, Gabby gets worried about Ryan, but Magath says... Marley's shield isn't easily broken, and we are now protecting more than just Marley. We're protecting the fate of the world. We've got to eat the founder and end the 2,000 years of malice, which I thought was awesome that he said that because that is the same exact thing that Aaron said to Zeke. So they're all fighting for the same goal, just in (laughs) completely different ways. And then that's when I hand it off to you, Ron Man. Well, so... Yeah, I did have a note. There's no more Pansy unit. You know, McGath himself is going to man the most advanced, badass, ultra supreme cannon yes. the world has ever seen. 
I'm glad you badass. mentioned how badass this cannon is. Because Peek, while she's talking, Peek is, like, putting this on. Yeah, and then he starts climbing up it. Yeah. But, um, no, I thank you for handing it off to me. I'm kind of like the Michael Bay of podcasting. If you need someone to direct three and a half hours of CGI action, you call Michael Bay. You need someone to recap ten minutes of, uh, you know, Titan action, stuff like that, you call Ronnie Coleman. So here we go. Yep, so Chaz Chart hands it off to Ronnie Coleman. Aaron has the uh, hardened gauntlets of defense and just absorbs about 25 punches from the armored titan until he finds an opening and busts half his face with a hardened punch. I mean... Blood everywhere. And you can... They don't really let us see it yet, but you could see it just in the split second they show it. You're like, oh, he is ruined right there. And that was the moment you said the animation is so much better. It is. It was almost like... It was almost like those scenes in the previous ones, there wasn't as much gore as in just like they would just cover it with smoke because obviously Titans smoke when they get severely injured. Mm-hmm. But it was like they, they tried to like hide the fact all the special effects of the blood and everything with just smoke. So I like how they're adding smaller details into it. Yeah. Uh, Reiner tackles him, but Aaron's kick or Aaron kicks him before he can get you know, on top of him. And how about them cute little toes Aaron's got? He's got cute little toes. He does. And then here comes the Jaw Titan. Aaron tries to use Warhammer abilities, but to uh, Porco's credit, he didn't fall for it at all. He kind of snapped him off before yeah. he got to him. That is the first time. I like his... Uh, so he did that out of his back. Yeah. He did like a little... like his, It was like his spine grew out of his back. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And that was the first time, but then Aaron does eventually do floor spikes and stabs both of them, hoisting them into the air which we saw the initial uh, Warhammer Titan do to Aaron, so he yep. took a little page from that book. And some no-name scouts take this opportunity to come hit them with some Thunder Spears. Can't wait to meet these new members. But at this same time, Magath fucking snipes Aaron from atop Ooh, the wall. That's where we see some blood fly out of Aaron's brain. Just absolutely domes him. And that leads us to a good old calling card says, following the raid on Liberio, where the cart titan turret gear was damaged, new gear was designed to defeat the founding titan. And they made some blueprints real quick. Less than a month, you're telling me they constructed this thing? Go on them. Yeah, that, which makes me think, did they just, this is one of those special cannons they had? They just constructed the, uh, well, the, the uh, what do you call it? the equipment of where you actually sit yourself in it that's the only thing they changed or what this cannon's awesome because while i made it seem unrealistic it is essentially the same exact cannon we saw in the first episode when they were fighting the guys with the fezes and then as we know they basically made them you know bend the knee and now they're working with them and they're like you got to give us that technology and so now they've just because one up onto the cart titans back. you're talking about like the armored trains that shot mm-hmm. those cannons yeah. it's basically the same sort of deal i think which is cool i called it a uh a sniper cannon because essentially to me it just looked like they sniped the fuck yeah i mean out the of sniper head. cannon's pretty good i called it the uh bad advanced most advanced badass ultra supreme cannon the world has ever seen but if you want to call <laughs> the sniper cannon okay that's fine so, McGath, he's feeling himself. 
we are in the heat of battle and he feels the need to correct Peek when she calls him commander. He's like, um, excuse me, that's general to you. Which is so, I I thought it was so badass. It's funny and badass at the same time. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm kind of like picking on him, but he does go on to say, he's like, what does the world come to when just a guy with one of the best shots, now the highest person in the military? Which I put in my notes right here. It's so cool that a general of a military is on the front lines sniping the founding titan with a cannon in the head. No more pansy unit. He's going up the ladder and he's like, let's move. Meanwhile, the Marlian troops have made their way to the roof and have gone full-on firing squad. Um, They get some scouts right off the bat. The rest of them go on the other side of the roof. Oopsie-daisy. They got machine guns in the Zeppelins mowing them down from that side oh. things are not looking good and just it's just tearing them to shreds mm-hmm. they're just blowing up pretty much on impact we are losing people left and right and i don't know if parody troops have confirmed a single kill yet at this point yeah i think you're right on that maybe one and that was whoever we thought it was cult <laughs> but whoever died with their parachute yeah at point. <laughs> and that they didn't confirm that kill that was just lucky Meanwhile, as we're seeing this, we kind of get a voiceover of uh, one of the anti-Marleyan volunteers being dumbfounded that Marley was able to regroup to this strength in less than a month. And Yelena is absolutely shook. She has just got this blank stare in her face. Her bangs nowadays have um, wrapped closer to her eyes than ever. There's not much breathing space between... Getting a little emo. Yeah. And well, I like to put it here too. So I'm assuming that these aren't even, you know, how they just, they basically in episode one just sent out Eldians to just get blown to to shreds or whatever. Mm -hmm. These are probably actual Marleyans that are fighting right now. Right? Or Um, Or do you think it is some Eldians too? I bet it's a mix of both. Okay. Or yeah, they had to just muster up whatever they had left. So we gotta go. Yeah, I think so. Anya Capone, though, he's he's freaking out, but he sees the writing on the wall, so he goes to help, unlike Yelena, who's just sitting there like, like Aaron, why? Why are you doing this? McGath shoots Aaron again, and I don't know, about 75 gallons of blood come rushing out of his head. McGath says, let him wear out the Warhammer Titan. It's strong, but its power exhausts quickly. And then he goes, Mike... Here's my quote of the week. He says, don't forget, this surprise attack was built upon the sacrifice of Willie Tiber, yeah. kin of our saviors. Kin of our saviors. Like, Willie, Willie nice the, shadow, out. the shadow government president Tiber. He's like, we're going to dig him out of Aaron's belly. <laughs> he goes on to say, like he gave his life to proclaim what we need as a helos, a new hero to save the world. And who's that going to be, Ronnie? Who is the new Helos? It's McGath, man. He's go. feeling himself, you know? I'm kind of, And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of feeling him too. I love it. Reiner takes out the hardened spike from his chest and uses it to stab Aaron right in the same spot as he says, You lost. Everyone suffered enough already. You've suffered enough. Then we cut to Anya Capone holding a but bunch of But right before we do that. Oh. The music right here. Okay. It's a, it's Ashes on the Fire. It's uh-huh. the, uh, I guess that's like the main track of the first part. They put a little remix on it. 
and I'm here for it, Ronnie. It's the remix. I'm fucking here for it. Chad will, of course, um, be working his eight-hour job, and he will just listen to that remix yep. six hours in the day. Well, well, maybe seven or eight. <laughs> Cut to Onya Capone holding a bunch of keys outside a jail cell. That is a lot of keys. He briefs them on what's... <coughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Chad blew some vape smoke into my... Little pina colada. Into my lungs. It's a special day for an excursion. He uh, briefs them on what's going on outside as he unlocks the cell and tells them we're going to lose the founding titan if we don't help. So Connie takes this moment to be like... Yes! Connie! <laughs> Calm down. He takes this moment to be like, well, it sounds like if we have one thing, it's time. So I'm going to take this moment to really give it to you for about five minutes since we've been sitting as a team in this cell for like a whole five hours. I'm pretty worked up. I call him the Connie Ronnie. No, you don't. You've never once said that. Well, that's what I call him now. It's a new name I came up with. I am much more calm and collected than Connie will ever be. And we both kind of nailed this for once in the preview. You know, we don't do that a lot, but you had a feeling about Anya Capone, and I brought up the fact, too, that he couldn't really help the scouts even if he wanted to because Yelena would have blown his head off. Yeah, you, you essentially said a line that he says in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And as uh, much as I give shit to Connie, I do feel for him here. He strings together some words, and I'm like, all right, buddy, I got you. He says, I'm tired of being betrayed. Reiner, Bert, Annie, Aaron, I'm sick of it, damn it. And I, I really feel for him here because I thought they need they need someone in this show like this because no one is mad enough. We get everybody like depressed and sad. Mm-hmm. Connie is just so damn frustrated and he's actually letting it out. And I'm surprised that no other character has kind of done this yet. I'm surprised that he was the first one. Yeah, he's he's letting loose. He goes on to say, "Why should we help Aaron if it means we won't be able to have kids?" Because ah, he's like Chaz. Oh. All he wants to be is a daddy. I know that's sweet. He'd be a good one. Armin calms him down a bit so we can hear out Onya Capone. He says the volunteers didn't know about the wine. Uh, Nicolo, you might have heard him from Nicolo's Wine and Dine. Um, at the harbor, he confirms this. He's got a great restaurant. Everyone should check it out. Yep. Try the salted lobster. He's still. He even threw in a line. He's like, "Now the food's gone cold," and everyone's like, "That's it's been a day, Nicolo." <laughs> He's like, "I'm still thinking about it. I just can't believe it." He's like, "I marinated that yeah. fish for so long, and now it's just cold." And then he goes, "Oh my god!" And they're like, "What?" He's like, "I left the stove on." He, yep. <laughs> they didn't turn the stove. They're on. like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Onya Capone doesn't want to do the euthanization plan either. He wants to build this island together because it's the future. Children are the future. And the way he's delivering this, I'm done being skeptical of him. It's another... I love this. It's a person I can take off my watch list. He's officially... He's all in. I'm with him. Armin does too. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm with him. And I think it's cool that... We can quit side-eyeing him, right? He went behind Yelena's back here, I guess, or he, she just let him go. Where? Well, when I he mean, sprinted down the stairs. <laughs> what do you mean? Did you not see her? She's dumbfounded right <laughs> yeah, now. That's true. You, you could. I don't know what you, you could do. So many things to her. She's all she's doing is looking at Aaron and thinking about Zeke. 
Because for her, it's also stupid that it never crossed her mind to be like, oh, I've got the Colossal Titan locked up downstairs. He might be able to help at a time like this. Speaking of Zeke, I hope we the next time we see him, he's got pants on and Flock doesn't have pants on. <laughs> that would be awesome. So uh, Armin helps him up. Jean says that he too is buying what Anya Capone's putting down. But he understands that by helping Aaron and Zeke, they are helping the euthanization plan. Anya Capone recommends doing a display of the rumbling. And which this was kind of confusing because Anya Capone was like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. We can do the rumbling. I don't know. Like, Anya Capone's not going to be able to talk to Zeke and be like, hey, we don't need, just do the rumbling. So I don't know why he's so, yeah, I don't know why he's so sure that. It doesn't yeah. have to go down like that. Jean, of course, anytime Jean talks, it's just straight logic. He's very calm. He Jean realizes that if they do help them, like there's no there's no way around this. You no. basically have to pick Aaron and Zeke or you pick Marley. Right. And they're obviously not gonna pick Marley. Armin asked Mikasa if she wants to help Aaron, and I don't know. For the first time, I think we see a new side of Mikasa that makes me very sad. She's just, she's really torn and not sure of herself. And where's the scarf? It's in her hands, not around Mm -hmm. the neck. She says she wants to, but she thinks it's probably because of her Ackerman blood and is worried it's not her own will. And she looks adorable right here. I know she's really sad and stuff. Yeah, you've always, you've got this weird thing where people in, you know. I'm here for it. People who look extremely sad, you're like, oh. I wish I wish they were like that all the time because she just looks so cute here. I just want to say, give me the scarf; it'll be all right. Let me wrap it around. Let me you. wrap it around you. <laughs> Armin says he thinks Aaron lied about that, but she says she does get headaches from time to time. Oh, so yeah. what do you think, dude? I don't. It makes too I've, much sense what he said. Because when she does get headaches, she's thinking about Aaron. I don't know. Yeah, I Uh, think that even Armin... I mean, we saw Armin basically like go to attack Aaron and Mikasa shut that shit down. mm -hmm. How real it is, I don't know. I definitely think there's some portion of it. And I think even Armin knows that. But he's also like, well, we need you right now. So I'm going to tell you what you need to hear more so than what I actually think. I think it's got to be partially true because we've seen her in fights um, in the season three fight when Aaron and Armin are fighting the Colossal. Mm -hmm. You know, she's thinking, oh, I got to go save him. But then she's like, no, I can't right now. And instantly fight. She like fights Reiner right then. So she can, it's not like she has to do it. She can kind of control it, but there's definitely some something there. And so then this is it right here. Armin, he's still riding for his boy. He says, you guys honestly think Aaron wants to stop Eldians from having children? And once again, Sean, very calm. He thinks about it, and he's like, well, it's really not that outrageous of a plan. But, uh... Yeah, he says says, it's not like him, but it's not that outrageous either. Yeah. And Connie, he's still upset and screams something about Zeke and Yelena. And Armin says, it doesn't matter. Aaron has the founding titan. He can go right along with them. He has the final say. The master manipulator himself, Armin Arlert. And I say that, he, I, what I think now, him saying this about Aaron, I think he's, he's thought this entire time that Aaron 
he's like, oh, Aaron's going to do the right thing for us. Mm-hmm. Because he, think about what he did with Yelena last episode where he's crying. Yeah. Totally manipulating her. Right. Giving her what she wants to hear. He's done that throughout the entire show with Bertolt, even Annie, luring her into that trap. He is so good at manipulating people. And I think that's why, that's why I fully think him crying to Yelena was just fake. Because he knows at the end of the day, Aaron's got the final say. It doesn't matter what she thinks. And this time, it's even more next level. Because keep in mind, he's going to bat for the guy who beat the shit out of him about, I don't know, a day or two ago. If even. Yeah. It, uh, it makes me wonder how much he's doing this on his own. Remember, Jean had that awesome comment last episode where he was like, that doesn't sound like Aaron. I wonder if he's doing that to you guys to try and create space. I wonder if part of that led Armin to this. We don't... The only paths that we've seen Armin really connect to is Bert Ooh. stuff. What else has he seen? What else does he know? Hey, paths. That's all you gotta say. Paths. So it's Armin's theory that Aaron will just do a display of the rumbling, I guess is kind of why he's backing Aaron. He seems confident in him, but what does he think Aaron, if he's going to bat for him, what is he like, oh, Aaron's going to do this, so you guys need to stop freaking out? I don't know. I think maybe he's just thinking he's not going to make us, he might do anything else other than make us not have kids, Mm -hmm. which, is there really any other option besides the rumbling? Right. I don't know. Back outside, things are still going poorly. If we started with 500 soldiers, it feels like we're down to it close to 300 now i mean yeah they which it makes sense because if you're getting shredded from machine guns in the sky i guess you're not really going to be flying around with odm gear no and meanwhile the founding slash attack slash warhammer titan is yelling like crazy while pixis and his gang are just like looking at each other being like we're good right how's everyone feeling we're all right (laughs) just gripping tables and stuff waiting to turn into a titan they have knives ready to cut their ears (laughs) off like you said and yeah i think there's a couple guys just van going themselves being like oh i'll outsmart them i really hope there's a point in the show where it shows at least one guy he could be a guy we've never seen before just sawing his ears that would be so great and that's the end of the episode and i feel bad for the outro song because how do you follow up the intro yeah, I 100% agree. This outro song is not bad by any means. Yeah, it's fine. But it's the visuals that I think are really the good. The visuals are really good, yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing like pausing and stuff, but it seems like some of it could be foretelling uh, to yeah, a it's, certain it's, extent. starts off with Aaron as a kid. He's still got the scarf on before he gave it to Mikasa. And then it flies off his neck into a bird, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And I, that just... I guess that's just what, freedom? He's flying away, he's free? I don't know. I don't know either. Because then he's in a birdcage. Did you catch that? Of course. He's in a birdcage, and then all of a sudden he's not in it. So I'm like, oh, I guess that's just meaning he's he's finally free. Well, and it's showing a lot of places filled with destruction, like the, like the throne room, I guess is what you could call it, and other points of interest in their... So it's like after disaster, but they're growing up like very green and flowers are sprouting. Mm -hmm. So it's like 
Ugh. And after the opening, I mean, I just didn't get. I thought it was the best, the best opening, obviously, but I didn't get any uh, good vibes from it. Like something good was gonna happen. I don't know if they're trying to win you over with some more positive vibes in that ending or not, but that was it. First episode down, just like that. It felt like it lasted five minutes. Yeah, it was very <laughs> short. I really wish that they were at least 30 to 40 minutes, but I'll take it because I'm a patient man. I can wait. I could have used like five more minutes of Zeke just falling out of the Titan. I <laughs> Standing up again. All of their eyes just staring below his waist, which was really strange. Aaron already did the longest Titan yell of all time. It lasts like 25 seconds right there at the end. Could have gone on another three minutes, I think. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yelena... Her uh, her obsession with Zeke, calling him a god and all that, wasn't about it until he fell out of that Titan. And mm-hmm. now I'm all about it because he just looked like a chiseled statue that someone sculpted. Well, he really was sculpted, but that someone sculpted like hundreds of years ago. You know how they used to, like Spongebob, where he sculpts that statue? Oh, Spongebob Chronicles coming soon, coming of course. Coming soon. And it's always like the tiny, you know, the sculptures always have tiny wieners. You gotta feel the marble. You gotta be the marble. Watch the marble, date the marble. But yeah. But yeah, there's no way he's got a small thing. So I was trying to get up. Well, thank you for just, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. So what do you think happens from here? Oh, uh, Where... one more. Actually, one more thing on that. It's ironic that he was just birthed. One out more of, thing on the penis. Not on the penis, out of Zeke. Oh, okay. It's ironic that he's trying to make everyone not have kids, and he was just birthed. Out of the Titan. Nice. You get the smart cookie award of the episode. <laughs> the very smart thing that you said. But I'll say this again. What do you think? Where we go from here? Give me some predictions. Guess we just go right back into the battle. I mean, I, we get, we got to see how Aaron gets out of this. Is it um, a combination of? Does Zeke come? Is that how, obviously we've got to hold Marley off here somehow? Because Aaron is done for the count. I don't see how he finds an extra yeah. gear until someone comes and gives him some relief. Clearly, the normal soldiers aren't going to be doing that. So it's got to be some form of Armin comes, Colossal's out, helps yeah. out, or Zeke comes. Because if you think about it, you know, you could say Mikasa to an Ackerman, but what is she going to do with machine gun shooting There's down? There's three Titans. There's three Titans with machine guns, a ton of Marlian soldiers shooting... They got zeppelins in the sky with machine guns. Like that's one thing that we can't we can't have happen. They can help, but I can't see Mikasa with two tanks of gas sipping around and yeah, dodging <laughs> with yeah. six blades and putting an end to this. Um, the good thing is, like while on one side they were both in the same accident, we're questioning whether or not Levi's even alive. But Zeke came out reborn. He's ready to go. So Flock can get him reconnected with Aaron here yep. quick. He could certainly help. We're going to see, uh, he's going to have pants on when he comes back. And Flock's going to just have either underwear on or no pants on. And I'm ready for that. It's just, I don't I don't see how they get a whole half season out of this. There's got to be something where they completely reset. And I don't know if well, that's okay, a... Yeah, because you think like this battle, mm-hmm. Aaron's severely damaged, but he escapes, gets away. And then we get more into that. Like then it's obviously delayed now now and then they escape too, and they kind of regroup and then there's another battle. Like do you think it goes that way or? 
or do they just like you like you said, man? Twelve, even twelve episodes. That's a lot of episodes. A lot of shit happened in this first episode. I don't know how it's going to last twelve. How great is it going to be able to see the because we haven't really seen it the yeah the beast fighting the Marley and Titans and stuff like that with his brother. <laughs> I mean, oh, Yelena's going to be. Oh, she's she's going, going be to be a lot. She's going to be hard to handle. Her pants are going to. And suck. then, uh, is, so is Levi alive? Yeah, I mean, why else would Hanji jump in yeah, the river with that, him? If they hadn't have done that, I seriously would have been like, oh no, because but, when they're showing him and stuff, you're like, oh my god, he's he's dead. Like, what do you do? But okay, is the does she? Is it? how like what does he do though like here's the thing he's not gonna fight you just saw him he's how is he gonna fight unless they tighten him up but i i hope they don't i don't even know what i want to me i don't see levi as the titan i think he would fucking hate that but then also he's not he's never gonna be levi again i i wouldn't mind if he literally if he just got to lay down and relax. And that boy, he just, from the sidelines, never never fights or anything again. Hanji just comes and tells him this is what's happening. And he's like, go fight. Go go try your best. I'm going to be sitting right here. <laughs> they keep him alive and then they just have him, they just have him out watching over Historia just in a recliner. Just yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah, because he is not doing well. It's That's so sad, man. It's just gonna be so ironic if he's the best fighter. He's always been the one to stay alive. Always seen his comrades die, and then now he can never fight again, and he just keeps seeing them die. On that positive note, I don't have anything else to say. How about you? <laughs> no, I just hope my girl Hanji. I want her to be happy. So I don't see. I, hope, I hope he stays alive. That's. I feel like that's all she's clinging on to right now. She's literally only got. Think about that. From her original team, he is the only one left. But yeah, she's already in a crisis and down on herself because she doesn't feel like she's doing a very good job as commander. Now she's going to lose Levi as well. That would not be good. Mm-mm. All right. I've been, so if you're new, also you we've got full coverage of Attack on Titan every single episode of the past seasons. Check it out. We do a show called Learn a Little Something with Ronnie and Chad. If you just like yep. our bullshit and banter, you can go listen to those. We've also covered the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu. Um, we've done shorter episodes, but covered season one of Made in Abyss, Squid Game. Um, but yeah, so just check out our other podcasts if you're new. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, what else we got, Chad? Subscribe on the YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. We need some more views there. Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Join the Discord in the description below. But most of all, just thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging yeah. out. Thanks for all the people who've been, you know, tweeting us. Some the people in the Discord, you know, just excited for this to come back. Excited to listen to the podcast. It's been a hell of a ride, and I'm excited. Yeah. To keep going. We're at the top of the hill, ready to go down the final final hill. It's the climax. Let's do it together. We're all going to climax together. <laughs> I've been Ronnie. I've been Chazzy. We'll talk with you next week. Peace. Peace.